Hasta la vista, baby. Think I'm crying? There's no crying in baseball! I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too! King Kong ain't got shit on me! It's showtime. All right, welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Rewind It Back podcast. I'm Bill, Jim, and Tim are here. Fellas, how you doing? Happy Thursday. Hello. So tonight we are doing another movie from 1989. We did Ghostbusters 2 last week, and it just seems like after you know that conversation last week, it sounds like that the movies that were made in 1989 or just the year of 1989 is like the center of the universe for movies. Which brings us to this one. This is a, uh, a comedy classic. We are doing 1989's Weekend at Bernie. Don't you see? Don't you see? We just uncovered a $2 million error. We're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. It appears as if somebody's trying to defraud the company. Somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy. Very, very good work. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Love to! Oh. For Larry and Richard. How are you? This is a place to die for. You have to kill them, Vito. A little rusty, but it'll come back to me. What? Should we just walk in? But what they don't realize. No, we'll stand out here on weekend. Come on, we're not yet. Is while they're checking in. You forget the accident with the two guys. Take care of Lomax. Bernie Lomax will be checking out. <laughs> oh my God! What kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? I don't know. Lomax told whoever he's talking to not to kill us if he's around, right? Yeah, yeah, but Lomax is dead. He's not around anybody yeah. anymore. <laughs> I know that. You know that. Nobody else knows that. Huh? Oh! Where's Bernie? It looks good enough. Let's go. Uh-oh. Larry, what? Huh? Oh. <laughs> really? Hi, Bernie. Hey, Bernie, just like last week, huh? Insatiable. Doesn't anyone realize he's dead? Hold the boat! Got him. Hold the boat! Vito, I'm telling you, Lomax is alive. Maybe Paulie is rustier than we thought. Ooh, Bernie, you're starting to peel. Gonna get you out of sun, huh? Is that the killer? How do I know, Richard? Should I stop and ask him? No, just drive. It's just Bernie. Weekend at Bernie's. Are we doing it again today? Oh, absolutely. You know we are. Great. We'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, ladies. We'll see you later. <laughs> God, is this great or what? Wow, i never seen that trailer. Does that lay the world again for you or what? That was like watching the movie. That was the... Uh, that, that was, was the movie, the, uh, yeah. What is it, the cliff notes in the movie? Yeah, it's you saw all the peaks, none of the valleys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you saw the whole thing. That's the that's the whole movie in the in the preview. I mean, they're just are the movie. I know, but the that preview oh. felt like it was like an hour itself. It was two minutes thirty four seconds. Yeah, but so the uh, the the movie's about uh, Richard and Larry. They're two young guys. They're trying to make it in their way into the corporation that they work for. Richard, he's a hardworking guy, and the other uh, Larry, he's a um, we'll call him a uh, yeah. A charmer. 
they uncover this like financial issue or excuse me, like a financial error um, in the printout of their company. And they take it to their, the president of the company, that's Bernie Lomax. He pretends to be thrilled, but actually he's committing is that that's considered embezzlement, right? That's the right oh, word, yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. Okay, good. So anyway, the kind of uh, he so he pretends to be thrilled. He invites them to his beach house for the weekend, kind of like rewarding them. Um, and then, but he actually plans on on killing them because they're gonna you know squeal about everything. And um, while all this is happening. Bernie somehow is connected to the mafia and he wants these guys killed, but the mafia, the head of the, of the mob ends up killing Bernie because he found out that Bernie was fucking his wife. The movie the whole time is these two guys to pretend to have Bernie that he's uh, he's, he's still alive because he's the uh, he's like the mayor of this town. And I think this is like uh, in the Hamptons, I guess, but uh, they just decide to, to to roll with this dead body the whole time and pretend that he's alive. And that's all there is to it. It's it's cut and dry. That is it. That's the dark comedy. Well, an hour and thirty five minutes. Boom. It's Tip pretty. Uh, stupidest thing ever. Pretty cut and dry <laughs> plot there, right? Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and there's so many holes in it too. Like, like, come on, man. Body smell like immediately after you die. Oh, like, there's so smell. many plot. The corpse got laid like three times. In this yeah. Movie. It was smoking <laughs> a cigarette. Like, come on. How this, how Bernie's body wasn't torn to shreds by the end of the movie is is beyond like imagination here. Because even during that whole thing where he ends up in the ocean, he gets being pulled by the rope and he's hitting every fucking buoy. <laughs> it's just, and I always, I always think this came out in eighty seven or eighty eight. This is a very it's the cheap ass end of the eighties, man. It's the ass. This is one of those movies I saw when I was a little kid, and I just became. It was so stupid. I just became it was always intrigued. on Prism. Yeah, yeah, always on Prism back in the day, and. Yeah, 89, if you look at the list of movies that came out, like we could do a whole year's worth of, of great 89 movies, good and bad. Andrew McCarthy. This movie is an adjective. This movie is always, well, it's not Weekend at Bernie's, or it's like Weekend at Bernie's. Like, this movie has such a lore attached to it that it's good. become like the butt end of so many jokes that you see in other movies and TV shows. That's a good, that's a good call out, Tim. It has become an adjective. It really has. I don't know. I just like this is one of those movies where it's just like a guilty pleasure for me. Like well, I, they made I, a second I'm, one. I'm ashamed of myself for liking this movie, but I fucking just I watch it and I laugh. And as I got older, I got more of the jokes. And yeah. I laughed at those jokes. Don't like, be ashamed. Dude. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I'm ashamed of. I saw Weekend at Bernie's two before I saw this one, and the only reason why I saw two was because when it was on Prism or whatever, like I was probably saw Weekend at Bernie's two, and I was like eight or nine years old because i remember we had a vhs tape of it and we recorded it because it was on tv wow yeah now I'm, dating, I'm dating i'm, I'm dating that myself one, that one falls under the unwatchable category right now uh, we gonna burn these too I, I, oh yeah 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 oh of course of course but i just I, i'm you know. just i'm just trying to remember it uh and also cultural appropriation in part two man that's a pretty racist movie i'm just gonna come out and say it this isn't some woke diatribe like you want to do uh, American History brought- X? <laughs> yeah. Well. Nah. It's it's and, and this and this plays right into like you know, the rich older white male. You know, I could do whatever I want in the eighties. It's kind of like somebody took that fucking Michael Douglas Wall Street movie and said, "We're gonna take that. We're gonna make a comedy out of it. And we're not only we're gonna make a comedy out of it, we're gonna make it extremely fucking crazy silly." The Jonathan Silverman, the Richard Parker character. Uh, that character was actually like they based that character uh, for a TV show, and that TV show was Friends. 
about like, the whiny guy, the bitch, and yeah. the, oh man, never knew the, that. The one guy played the whiny bitch better than Jonathan Silverman. I can't who who ended up being Ross on Friends. I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, it's, uh, David, David Schwimmer. 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 That character Schwimmer played in Friends was based off of Richard Parker from this movie. They wanted wow. to take their character and put them in a TV show. And that, that was the basis for the show. Friends. It makes it all makes sense now. And you know and, uh, what Tarantino always said? He said, I pick my movies. He said, this is what I do when I do my movies. He said, I like this character from this movie, so I take it. I like this character. I like this, you know, this piece of music. I'm gonna, and he just kind of like puts it all together. It's like a potpourri, his movies. And so that yeah. makes sense. Like, they like that type of character. They just didn't like that actor for the role. And so, yes, yeah, but to your point, I never even put that together. His face is the same person. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were going to give the role to Jonathan Silverman, but uh, what's-his-face played with such a better whiny bitch that they gave it to him, Schwimmer. Well, and then Andrew McCarthy, man. He was, he, he, less he, he, was like the, he was like the watered-down Steve Gutenberg of the 80s, wasn't he? He was like, what, this, a mannequin? And, and you know what? He could be, you could cross him to like Chandler, too, if we're going to keep on the uh, <laughs> friends connection. It's a great movie. Um, there's, it's been a, a, a while since I've seen it, but again, I was laughing at the same shit as I as I did. At this, my two favorite scenes, I just mentioned the uh, the scene when they're on the uh, the the boat skiing and Bernie's hitting every buoy, and the other one was when they're trying to get to the Hamptons and and they think that they're late for the ferry, so they like <laughs> they run down <laughs> they run down the plank and they have their suitcases in their hand, they run and jump and they land like they like crush their stomach and rib cage on the boat and uh they get on the boat and they realize that the boat wasn't leaving. It was docking. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like the guy's face, the, the the hitman's face when he sees him running down the dock. Oh yeah, and he's killed to... Bernie like four times already. And he sees him running down the dock, and his eyes like bulge out of his fucking head when he sees him. Yeah, I'll tell you uh, what, man. Like, and... Harry Kizzer, who who played the hitman? I can't. Remember. But he was. Uh... Or, no, Terry Kizzer was Bernie, but he was fucking great. He was the the hitman in this movie. He always plays like a goofy mob guy. He was fantastic. <laughs> I can't think of the actor's name. But, uh, but yeah, the, the 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 mob guy, or if you want to even call them mob or mafia, I mean, these were like they weren't like Sopranos and Goodfellas mafia. They were like you know Bugs Bunny mafia guys. Oh yeah, um, was, and oh, this like, was like the cartoons like, and uh, what's it called, Dick Tracy. Yeah, you or even like <laughs> Fat Tony from uh, from uh, from the Simpsons. Actually, I don't know. Maybe oh, Fat Tony's God. probably a little more competent, but. Yeah, those are my my two favorite scenes that I always that I always laugh at. I like the scene where he's trying to make it look like he lives with or he has his own apartment and he's dating the chick right even before Bernie gets whacked and he's he brings the girl home. What's uh what was her name in the movie? Uh, she's such a forgettable character, Gwen. And uh, he's like trying to get with her on the couch, and his dad comes out of the room, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And he's like trying to pretend he's the butler. He's like, "Yeah, Jeeves, lay my suit out for the morning." And his dad turns around and goes, "How can I lay you out right now?" Sorry, I didn't realize you had company. Uh, good evening, young lady. That that that's all right, Monroe. <laughs> yes, just will, will you please just go lay out my uh, navy blue suit for the morning, please. How about if I lay you out? Very well. You let your butler talk to you like that? Well, he's 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 a vet. He's he's got a steel plate in his head. Oh man, <laughs> like that's that. such a dad thing to say thing to say yeah. too. And it, but like uh, this movie does like 
it has some funny scenes in the beginning like that, but it really doesn't take off until <laughs> until they got him strapped over their shoulders. Oh, man. And they're dragging I, them all down uh, Cape Cod or wherever the hell they were, the Hamptons. Bernie had a fucking weekend. The movie lives up to its name. Like, that guy was dead. And he partied, <laughs> and he got laid, and he hung out with hot chicks, and he went motorboating, and he went on ferry rides, and he drove around on a golf cart, and he sunbathed, and he, like... He had a fucking weekend. Bernie. Yeah, he had he had himself a week. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Like I just everything that like them just picking up and like moving this body, this dead body around. Dead bodies are heavy, and I'm not just saying because I've moved dead dead bodies or anything. But like if you pick up like even like pick up a drunk friend, you know, like, it's, it's fucking heavy. Dude. It's all dead weight. Yeah, dead it's weight, all yes. and weight. And even like the scene where they're like trying to catch the boat and they they tie their shoelaces, the Bernie shoelaces, and they're like trotting down the uh, down the boardwalk to get on the ferry. But they're so desperate for something, and that goes back to, you know, the boredom of, of prior times before the internet. Uh, they were just so desperate to like, to move up the corporate ladder, but also just for something to do, and just to be part of like a scene of any kind. That defiling a corpse was better than just whatever they were going to do Labor Day weekend in New Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they weren't fucking giving up their party weekend. Man. They'll drag a dead body around to get their weekend at the Hansons. Like he's he's dead. We should call the cops, but that would ruin the weekend. <laughs> I just want to be like, yeah. I just want to be in the writers' room for this one. Like, all right, <laughs> this guy's dead. What are we gonna do first? Uh, let's uh throw him off the deck and have a kid bury him in the sand. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what next? Okay, we're gonna throw him in the ocean. And we're gonna have a wash up on shore while a couple's hooking up. Oh yeah, okay, that's a good one. That's and good too. What's next? We're gonna strap them to a fucking speedboat and have them ricochet a skull off of buoys. Oh yeah, that's a good one. It's just like, it's it basically they treated him like a, you know, a, t- a crash dummy the entire movie. Like his body, his corpse were literally imploded. Uh, it was real. And the uh, stapling his his uh, his toupee back to his head. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and you got to wonder what, you know, how many careers did this enhance or ruin your writing this? Because, I mean, listen, it was good <laughs> enough to make a second one. Oh, it made to money. your point, like, it, it, it's not that bad because, you know, they wouldn't. I don't know. Does something like this even make money? I mean, it, it could have cost much to make. I, just, I mean, it, 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 it definitely made money because they made a second one. But I just like, you know, that second one wasn't like there was nobody like, oh, yeah, I got the script ready. Somebody walked into like the room, like like a writer's room, was like, "Yeah, that they want a second week into Bernie's," and there was a man or a woman, and they heard that, and they put their head down on their desk, like the fact that they had to write this. <laughs> and now we're taking them to the tropics. We're taking them out of you know, oh, taking yeah, them, you know from the beach to more tropical setting. Well, what can we do with this guy? Okay, we're gonna introduce voodoo and have we're him, like voodoo. Uh, we're gonna have like voodoo spirits take over his body. It's it's actually pretty off the wall shit, but great island soundtrack for this movie. We we haven't talked about soundtracks in a while, but I do like I do like the island like vibe music for this movie, even though it wasn't the Hamptons, yeah, like the Caribbean or any anything like that. But I guess technically it's still an island. But. That was a big thing in the in the eighties, pop reggae like UB twenty. Uh, yeah, a lot, I guess... pub, a, lot of, a lot of pub bands and like um, I remember my parents said they went on a cruise. And they played that UB40 cover of Neil. They said they played that every hour, like the top of the hour. They played the, the, the red wine cover, like nonstop to the point where people were, <laughs> were nauseated by it. 
<laughs> and that was like 88, 89. So that was like the perfect time for this kind of music to come out. I forgot how they killed Bernie. And then I remembered uh, seeing this again. Like it was a serious like drug overdose. It was it was kind of fucked up. Like <laughs> what, what like way to kill a guy. Like um, oh, and you could definitely tell where Kevin Smith got the idea in Clerks to have one of some off the street girl fuck a dead guy in that bathroom scene in Clerks. Like the mob uh, boss's wife fucks Bernie's dead corpse. <laughs> and then Bernie, he's like, the- he's like, I thought you said Bernie was dead. I thought he was dead too, but then he's fucking his wife. <laughs> and then he's kicking the guy in the dick, the hitman. He like hit. <laughs> The hitman like puts like five slugs with him and he like fucking like <laughs> slingshots his heel into the guy's fucking ball sack. Like it was out of control. This movie's no, no, no. We were too young, but 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 I I could picture this, and I don't know when. This, I know it came out in '89, but I don't know what part of '89 it came out. I picture this kind of being like a drinking movie. Like a bunch of people sold opening weekend and said, "You got to see it. Just sneak a six pack in, and I promise you it'll be a blast." And I guarantee, like, almost like going to this movie was probably like going to a concert. People were probably smoking up in the parking lot, drinking beers in the theater. There really was nothing to make this either. They got a beach house, bare bones cast. The whole the whole cast was pretty much extras and like four or five people. They just fake dragged this guy's corpse around. Who I love it. I don't think he this this Terry Kisner or Kizer, Kaiser. How you pronounce his name? Kizer? Uh, Kaiser, I think. He, I don't think he's done play anything Bernie. else that I can remember. No, and they always, and like the reviews always say like the legendary Richard Kaiser or whatever his name is. I mean, maybe small shows and small movies, but can't remember him in anything else other than. I this. just can't Terry imagine Kaiser, Andrew McCarthy going from Less Than Zero, which was a very, very commercially and critically acclaimed movie, to go dumpster diving doing this. Like, like what? Yeah, what did his agent say to pitch this to him to say like, hey, this is a good idea? Did so? Did he? Well, do he did mannequin. It wasn't like he was, you know, it wasn't like he was doing all Scorsese shit or something, <laughs> or all, uh, you know, uh, he did have a few silly movies in there. Yeah, this is this is the silliest of the silly. I mean, there's a lot of these like silly. Uh, I mean, uh, what's what's the horrible one they always used to play? Um, Child's Play, not Child's Play. That that's the hard movie. What's the one? The bad kid. The bad kid. Uh, what's his name? John Ritter, right? Yeah. What is it? Problem child. Problem child. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is just like silly movies. You hit a wonk wonk. Like, it's the soundtrack. It's basically like Ch- that's basically like kind of like Chucky. It's kind. Of, he does kind of look childish. Kind of yeah. And they made so a pro- Problem Child is another fucking movie. You're absolutely right, Tim. That was like right on the lines. Of, like the, the, it was kind of the same premise. It was a comedy. It was a dark comedy. And it was just super fucking silly with these over the top situations. Remember the serial killer? It was um, what's his name, Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah. Kramer was the serial killer. <laughs> I just remember he was just the father, uh, the guy who played John Ritter's father. I can't remember. It was like his name was like Big Al in the fucking movie or something. And the kid would just fuck with him the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he was that kid was like he's hitting him in the balls and he's trashing his store. He's driving the car through his sporting goods store like. Dude, they, they literally laid these movies out with like, okay, we're going to have a completely over-the-top situation. We're going to hit somebody in the nuts uh, with something. They're getting kicked <laughs> in the nuts. They're getting punched in the nuts. They're getting a, a cars running over their nuts. And then we're just going to fucking, we're just going to drag this dead guy around for an hour of the time in the movie. Like the first half hour is the build-up, and then there's just literally an hour of just dragging this guy all over the place and having the most ridiculous situation. 
but you know that's the beauty of this movie and movies like this like it's yes it's silly and funny but like there's not too much thought involved like it's like i feel like comedies now they try to like it's kind of like the 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 funniness is like even and i say funny loosely like it's it just seems like that kind of shit is just forced today like people just i think like the the writers just think too much into it like just just go with it. like a great idea two guys boss's house for the weekend he's dead they're dragging around the dead body good let's develop a story like it's just it's stupid but it works and it's so fucking good and this is like i have nothing i mean did part I, three. I, lo- I love this movie they i will say that part three and taking him to like to go skiing like you could take bernie anywhere like why weren't there like eight or nine of these i'm sure there is a part three it probably was like directly to vhs or something <laughs> yeah. i always forget that there is no boobs in this movie and every and, and every time that I watch that, I'm always just like, "Huh?" Because you you're watching it and you think it would be a boob movie. There's no boobs in this movie. It's funny. You can, I, I guess they wanted to go for the uh, younger audience. I'm trying to see what this was rated. I don't know. Oh, Tim, oh, it, it says made, right there, PG 13. Tim, it made virtually. It made. Uh, it didn't make like a lot of money for movie standards. It made thirty million at the box office. But guess how much it cost to make? Ten. Not even no, five. 15, 15, 15 million. million. So they doubled their money. And and this is I mean, always this is, on this is also by nineteen eighty nine numbers too. Yeah. Tim, you wanted us to remind you to tell a story about a weekend at Bernie's from a wedding you went to about five years ago. Oh man. And I got permission to tell the story. And this is no offense to anybody with intellectual disabilities, okay? This is not I I don't I don't do that. Okay. This is this is just I, it was one of those weddings I went to as my wife's friend, and it's one of those weddings where I obviously know the bride and the groom, but these are all. You ever been to those weddings where, like, you just know I'm never going to see these people ever again, <laughs> like, or maybe one one more time in my life I'll see these people. So it was I was pretty much by myself. My wife was in the wedding; she was the maid of honor, so I'm pretty much Han Solo all weekend. I met the bridal party, I met the groomsmen like the first night, and yeah, one of the bridesmaids who had a rough personality. Let's just say. Yeah, she was short, glasses, didn't have the most bright, cheery personality. And it was one of those bridal grooms and parties where there was like two extra guys. There was like an extra guy, right? So like one girl, kind of like my way, like one girl had to go down with two guys. And so they're all doing their, I, and I hate stupid gags that people do when they come into weddings. I never know what to do. And so this, this girl comes in with these two guys and they put her in sunglasses and she stiffens up. And they drag her in, and I go, oh, it's a Weekend at Bernie's. Like, I got it right away. Like, I said, oh, she, they're doing Weekend at Bernie's. But, you know, nobody else at the table was sitting there. Again, I don't know these people. None of them got it. They go, what's that? Go, You've seen the movie Weekend at Bernie's, right? The guy with the sunglasses, and they drag him all over the Hamptons. And, you know, they go, oh, oh, I get it. Like, everybody, they, like, not everybody at the table got it. And so my wife tells me that later that night that people were going up to her friend, the bride, saying, to the two guys that came in, I think it's so nice that you included your special friend in the wedding. It's I'm sure that would that that meant the world to her, thinking that she was like disabled. <laughs> None of them got the weekend at Bernie's joke. I was like the what? only swear I was the only one out of these 200 people that got this joke. And, every, I... and like they, and this, it wasn't just one person; it was like multiple people went up to her and said. You know, I think it's so cute. You put your special friend in here. You know, she's gonna remember this forever. You probably wow. lit, lit up her life. And I just couldn't take it. I laughed like the rest of the car right now. <laughs> I was the only one that got it. 
I thought you were gonna say like they like thought she was like too drunk to walk or got like <laughs> no, they, they thought she was a slow adult. She was like a regular person. She just had a rough personality, like and she just had this like frumpy look on her face. Like she looked like <laughs> like her anger looked cartoonish. And I don't understand why she was so angry at the world. There's something listen, again, I work in HR. Like some people are just bad at the world and <laughs> you just happen to be yeah. standing in front of them, you know what I mean? And needless to say that the and then um, she ended up breaking up with her boyfriend, so she's not even part of that family anyway. But yeah, I was the only one that got the joke. And then like at least four or five other people thought that, you know, that was why she was like that, not because of this movie. But I think it's a good idea for an entrance. I've always wanted to do the weekend of Bernie's costume. Oh, that's a great never, costume. Look at it, it's so easy. Yeah. You 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 just have to track down one of those blue jogging jackets or track jackets like uh, windbreakers the well, I'll tell you what i did um with morris's wedding you just wear that and i put a um like the same colored shirt that i'm wearing right now and i just put like a plain blue shirt underneath it throw some sunglasses on um, i'm don johnson from miami vice oh yeah the the, the uh, sports coat over the t-shirt the over sports the sports coat with over the t-shirt a t-shirt it has to be like an off-color t-shirt though, like a bright blue like you said oh, yeah, or like it was a purple like a pastel blue yeah yeah, I think I did that once for. I think I did that for. I had an eighties party. I, we were Miami Vice, and I think I did like the purple T-shirt with a gray sports jacket. Just perfect for uh, easy look. Yeah, it was like, it was like the cheapest uh, Halloween costume I ever had. And you got to imagine that, like, and listen, I hate to I hate to talk about people without getting the story behind it, but you got to imagine that the cast, the crew, the writers, the you know, even when they're doing something like you know the still photography for this poster. They're probably not in the most sober state of mind. Like you got to be a little tuned up to do a movie like Weekend and Bernie's and really give it your all. I mean, the, the second one lost money at the box office. Ooh, it probably lost a ton of money because that <laughs> one lost, still like an island. The second one lost about five million at the box office. <sighs> Seventeen to make, tw- and they lost twelve, or they only and they only did twelve. Oh my god! So that's why you didn't get Weekend at Bernie's three. Who's the poor bastard that wrote this thing? Yeah, did they ever work again? Robert Kane Clang, the guy who directed it. Clangity Clang. The premise is stupid. The jokes and physical stunts are dumb. The plot is stupid. The characters are dumb too. But in, again, it works, and it works fucking awesome. Then you know what? The characters there's 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 not a lot of characters in the movie. They kept like the main characters small, and I don't know. It's just a. It's I mean it's. It defies logic, obviously, with a dead body, but there's a good momentum to it. I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a dark comedy. We don't get those these days. It's a, it's a good summer movie, I should say. That just has that feel to it. Again, everything in this movie, it's, it's, it's dumb, but it, it fits together. It just expect nothing but you know a stupid '80s comedy. And if you just expect that, it'll be a good um, hour and a half for you. It does make you feel think of like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, like Labor Day picnics, hanging out at the beach. It's a great summer movie. Great summer movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I was like, I was thinking like this seems like one of those movies that I'm surprised it hasn't been remade, at least for like a Netflix movie or something like that. Like I'm surprised oh nobody God, picked this up just to remake it because it just would be. Like somebody like I don't know Seth Rogen or some goofy ass like that would just do this like just to fucking do it. But, yeah, you're right. That's that's a good point. And the legend lives uh, on. I know that Seinfeld dropped a joke about it. An episode I watched recently, 
mean, just, everything. just look the legend of this lives on. I mean, it's, it's become part of you know, popular culture. And like, exactly. the movie was good. It wasn't like it was weekend at Bernie's or anything. Yeah, and everyone at, at, at any club, bar, mostly at weddings, like everyone's doing the Bernie on the dance floor at some point. Maybe you guys oh, yeah. can. Whether you're stone cold sober or pissed drunk, you're doing the Bernie at some point. Yes. Maybe you guys can explain one of the scenes to me. What was the deal with the gardener? Was he breaking in the house to rob him too, or or what? You know what? You remember the scene where he comes I, in the door and he's like, "Low Max, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I just thought he didn't pay the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I always thought. Yeah, I know. No, that's good. That's I didn't. I mean, I know what scene you're talking about. It's just one of those scenes you're. Just and like, then, the like they all just come filing in. Like then the hitman <laughs> comes in, and then the fucking the the, the wife comes filing in. I never understood that scene. Sorry, I just read. I'm I'm looking at pictures of the movie, and for whatever reason, there's a there's a picture of somebody's t-shirt, and it said, "My tits might be fake, but my cock is real." Oh, <laughs> nice. I don't know why that's in there with Bert. We get a Bernie's uh, information, but again, it works. Think they had fun. This, this, they filmed this in North Carolina. I wonder if they found like a place to hang out and actually have a good. Time. That wasn't the Hamptons. I no, thought that beach looked too fucking nice to be like a sh- fucking yeah. shitty New England beach. He makes a valid point, dude. That house looks like it could get washed away into the ocean. I was that was the one thing. Like the house was nice, but it just I I didn't like the setup of the house uh, as far as it goes with the deck area. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know, but it was very uh, '80s decor. I'm reading some stuff right now on IMDb about how Terry Kaiser's stunt double for Bernie. Suffered a few broken ribs during the film. Oh God! Dude, they were throwing <laughs> them off. You break your ribs for this. They're tossing them around like a rag doll. And all he got was a few broken ribs. That's it. Doesn't he get thrown off a fucking lighthouse or something in one scene? Oh no, he gets he gets dumped off the boardwalk into yeah. the sand because he's starting to boil. <laughs> You're starting to get sunburn. That corpse would have been rotting in the sun. The stench rotting. The stench would have been smelled for miles. Would make a maggot gag. No, I forget. Where was he stored in the beginning of the second one? Like, where did they uh, zoom him from? I don't know. He, he was uh, wasn't he? He was already buried. I think he was already. The buried. only thing I got, the only thing I remember from the second one is him walking across the ocean floor with the arrow through his head. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one too. And the conga line—that's where the the dance is from. I remember he got brought back to life by voodoo, probably by some yeah. magical spell or or whatever. But I always forgot, like, where did they zoom the body from? <sighs> Been so and what long, was man. their bright idea? I know, I know they were trying to get money or something. It was uh, there was he supposedly he had like a buried treasure and like only he knew where it was. So that like voodoo mafia bought him back to life. To if they played the music, he'd walk to the money. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> yeah, but that oh, I like again. I was ashamed to admit that that I saw the first one, but I can plead. That I was probably nine, probably like eight, nine, or ten years old when I was all weekend at Bernie's too, the first, and I didn't know any better. A lot of weekend but, at um, Bernie's merchandise. I don't T-shirts. know. You're the uh, you're the um, person who's very knowledgeable in merchandise and toys and everything from from movies and. No, I'm just looking at T-shirts and. Oh, you're actually say, looking what's at on, it what's now. On I thought it was a question. I might just get one. Weekend at Bernie's. If you want to get it on Blu-ray, if you want to see this train wreck in high definition. Only nine ninety nine on uh on eBay. On Blu-ray, eBay. <laughs> on Blu-ray, yep. You get a, a poster for five dollars. Original movie poster. Oh, that's a steal. 
Are we talking like a bus stop movie poster? Or are we talking? Yeah, about... it's pretty. It's got like folds and creases in it. It's the one where they're laying on the beach, and Bernie, do you see his face and his legs sticking straight up in the sand? I can't believe they even attempted marketing for this fucking movie. <laughs> they took multiple shots, so they're all wearing the same outfits as they are in the uh, in the picture you see on the screen. There's literally one scene, the beach scene, where he's. The guy, John Jonathan Richards' character, is literally playing pipe on the beach with what's-her-face. And, like, let's see if I can share my screen. And Bernie is just washed up next to them. And it literally looks like something like one of your drunk friends would, like, pitch a cock block on you. It's like there's only so many bases you can cover with this movie. Like, it's, it's we're not exactly dealing with a Godfather plot here. No, but um, another 89 movie. I was, you know, I was with you, Tim. I thought it came out in '87, but this falls I in line could have with the '87 or '88. We were just talking last week that, that uh, 1989 was also the year of the sequels too, because Ghostbusters two, Lethal Weapon two. Yeah, man. Go listen to Ghostbusters two episode. You'll <laughs> with Dan uh, Dan Morris gave the list. But yeah, that's all really all I got for this for this movie, fellas. Um, I pleaded my case. Good funny movie. It's done. 1989 was the year that broke cinema. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> You're the sequel. I know it's not like the most popular. Did Days of Thunder come out in 89? Is that 88? I don't know. Huh. 1990. Just missed. All right. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Rewind It Back podcast for the weekend at Bernie's. Next week, we are doing a pick by Dan. Dan has chosen to go with The Omen. Thank you all again for listening on all of our platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. Thank you, everyone that subscribes to us on Spotify, the website we would distribute our, uh, our show from gives us now who, uh, not who you are, but how many people we subscribe to the show. Uh, thank you all again for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>